team. Welcome to the Freedom Hunt Freestyle Friday upon us. So we will get right into it. All of it, as we always do. Biden CDC uh, decides that boosters should happen for a whole lot of folks, not just those at high risk, those who are in certain professions, millions and millions of people. Basically, we're all going to be told to get boosters. It's just a matter of when. And we'll get into that with you in a moment. Plus, Commander in Chief lies about members of Border Patrol using whips on migrants during his speech this morning. Uh, you got hospitals bracing in New York for a vaccine or get fired deadline. What's going on there? And who feels less safe when they see cops? We have that information for you, which that data, I think you'll find it particularly interesting. But I've known Mike Lindell for years, and there's a reason why my pillow, the company that he invented and created, has become so wildly successful and has helped so many people get the best sleep of their lives. I've got a my pillow, actually two of them, on my bed right now. I've got the Giza Dream sheets. I have three pairs of Giza Dream sheets. I've also got the my pillow mattress topper. I've got the my slippers. I am basically constantly outfitted when I'm sleeping, lounging, chilling out with my pillow. You should be too. Listeners like you have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today. Mike wants to give back to all of you. You can get great discounts on MyPillow products by going to MyPillow.com right now and clicking on the Radio Listener Special Square. You'll see rotational offers up to 66% off products like their pillows, mattress topper, and Giza Dream sheets, but also new products like the slippers, weighted blankets, robes, waffle blankets, and more. All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Enter promo code BUCK for these great radio specials. That's promo code BUCK when you go to MyPillow.com and you click on the radio listener specials square. Biden gave a speech on COVID this morning. Not a lot said that would be of great surprise to anybody. The biggest news item from it is, well, that he wants people to be able to get boosters well beyond just the initial. Let, let's just say it. The CDC has overruled the recommendation pedal and, and the FDA on this one. That's where this is. That's the situation. Um, backing it for high-risk adults, work, workers, and the elderly. Here's the story from Reuters. U.S. Centers for Disease and Control on Friday backed a booster shot of Pfizer. For Americans 65 and older, adults with underlying medical conditions, and adults in high-risk working and institutional settings. The decision by CDC Director Walensky is aligned with the U.S. Food and Drug Administration authorization of the shot earlier this week. Follows, uh, oh, okay, here's the the part they, they are less interested in telling you. Walensky's decision broke from a recommendation on Thursday by a group of outside advisors to the agency who said that a narrower group of people will be helped by the shot. The CDC director is not obliged to file the advice of the panel. Oh, that's right. The CDC director is not obliged to file the panel. I said when they initially turned it down, I said they're going to make you get the boosters. Remember this? I told you that they're not they're not going to. This was just a head fake. This was stopping the boosters from being obviously put forward as quickly as as they possibly can because of the massive vaccine failure situation. I told you this was happening a week ago. I thought it would be a little slower. I thought maybe 30 days they would say the boosters. But no, they have to get ahead of this. And here is uh, Biden today talking about this decision. Listen to the voices of the unvaccinated Americans who are lying in hospital beds. 
taking their final breath, saying, and literally we've seen this on television, if only I'd gotten vaccinated. If only. If only. They're leaving behind husbands and wives, small children, people who adore them. People are dying and will die who don't have to die. It is not hyperbole suggests it's literally a tragedy. Please don't let this become your tragedy. Get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. I'm leaning in. I'm getting kind of getting kind of breathy, you know? Gonna start really getting up against the mic, giving you my beady eyes, looking right at you. Joe Biden's greatest talent is the utter shamelessness with which he poses as an elderly concerned neighbor in a blue collar town who likes to whisper at strangers, despite spending 40 years sucking up to power inside the beltway so he can travel back and forth between mansions. That's who Joe Biden actually is. We should be clear on that. I think we all are. It's absurd to watch him constantly try to give cover to the far left in this country and act like there is not a radical agenda uh, afoot. But there is. And just back to the boosters for a moment. Today, the boosters are open to high risk workers. I'm sure, by the way, if you want to get a booster shot, what are they going to do? They're going to check your profession. They're going to. Basically, this creates a everyone can get boosters who wants to get boosters situation. That may not be the official guidance, but that's the way this is going to go. So today, the boosters are open to you. By November, they will be recommended for your use. By January, they will be mandatory. And by March, Biden will be saying anyone who hasn't gotten the booster is costing all of us and risking lives and being reckless. You see how this goes? You see how they play this game? Incrementalism. Once again, the same thing we've seen with everything else they've done. Incrementalism at Every stage, at every phase, this is what they do with the COVID response. So you're the unreasonable one because they're just asking for two weeks, two months, just one shot, just two shots, just one mask, just two masks, just a little more, a little more. And at every stage, they look at you like, what do you mean? I'm not asking for that much. But when you look back on the totality of what they've done, it's an appalling assault on freedom. You can see it. It's obvious. Couldn't be more clear. And if you're wondering just how dishonest this administration is willing to be at this point, I think it would be hard to do a better job than Joe Biden in showing that dishonesty than when he decided to say the following about Border Patrol and the crisis at our border. Of course, I take responsibility. I'm president. But it was horrible what to see, as you saw, to see people treated like they did. Horses barely running them over, people being strapped. It's outrageous. I promise you those people will pay. They will be an investigation underway now, and there will be consequences. There will be consequences. It's an embarrassment, but it's beyond an embarrassment. It's dangerous. It's wrong. It sends the wrong message around the world. It sends the wrong message at home. It's simply not who we are. So much wrong in this statement by Joe Biden. There's so much that's untrue. There's so much that is Appalling, quite honestly. First of all, the biggest lie or the most obvious lie is that anyone was, quote, strapped. That anyone was whipped. That did not happen. We know it didn't happen. It's clear it didn't happen. 
these facts are not in dispute. So why would the president of the United States go on TV and say that? Because he is pandering to the leftist crybaby, open borders, I hate border patrol base. That's what they're doing. That's what that is. There's no other explanation for it. He knows they weren't whipping people. But it's even worse than that because he says they will be held accountable. This is the head of the federal government without any inquiry or or process whatsoever, prejudging members of Border Patrol who are already overwhelmed, who already have a thankless job in many respects because of all the leftists who really want open borders. This is the president saying, yeah, well, they're the bad guys, just so you know, and we're going to punish them. Appalling dishonesty from but Joe Biden will say anything. The biggest lie of all when it comes to Biden is that he's a well-intentioned old guy just trying to do his best for America. That's all an act, folks. Biden is a slippery, dishonest, self-dealing, ruthless Democrat politician, just like the rest of them. But he's learned this act over 40 years. Sitting at the kitchen table with the folks and. You just got your lunch pail out and you're looking at each other, you know, how am I going to how am I going to save, you know, two bits when I go get a couple pounds of hamburger meat at the store? I, I lost my coupon. You know, I'm just I'm sitting there with the wife, the wife, of course, wearing an apron, but she could be wearing her her robes from her Ph.D. graduation because, you know, believe in equality, but also want to pretend I'm traditional, you know, all this stuff. And people sit there and say, oh, Joe Biden, he can't be that radical. Joe Biden's a guy, a guy we can trust. They're wrong. And the Democrats are lying all over the place about the border in general, too. I mean, here's a perfect example of it. Sheila Jackson Lee, who is a member of Congress, this was earlier this week. This is her assessment. She's a Texas, so she's in the biggest border state. And she has an assessment of the border that is completely divorced from reality. The narrative is that we have a human rights crisis at the border. I am a Texan. We have about 2,000 miles, a little under 2,000 miles of border. And most of that border is well protected with legal points of entry, and it operates appropriately. But what has happened is because of the Trump relic of Title 42 and the demonizing of immigrants through our governor, Governor Abbott, who's looking toward the next election, We can't seem to really know how to handle this surge. When you have a narrative of the largest deportation in months or years, that does not fit favorably. As the Homeland Security has said, the migrants are not national security threats. The border is not even a little bit secure. One thing I want you all to remember is that while we're focused on Del Rio, which is now down to a few thousand people in that encampment, between two and three thousand as of today, While we're focused on that, there is still a largely open border in the rest of the U.S.-Mexico corridor. People coming across every day, bringing in fentanyl, doing all kinds of things. I mean, there's the human smuggling networks haven't stopped elsewhere. This isn't the only place. This was just the most uh, visible manifestation of what was essentially a caravan of Haitian migrants from South America who for a a number of reasons decided that they thought they could get into the country and stay in the country uh, forever. The biggest one being the Biden administration does not want to enforce immigration law because here's here's what we have to remember, folks. Here's where we are. 
The Democrat Party truly believes not only that we should have an open border, but that illegal immigrants are the blameless best of humanity. Just by virtue of the fact they're coming into America illegally. They're the best people. They're better than Americans of any race, creed or color. They're, they're better than all of us. Illegal immigrants from the third world are they say this stuff. I mean, you'll hear them say it. They are the the best Americans. Um, unless they were in the in the eyes of AOC and the squad, uh, if they were Israeli immigrants into America, that might be an issue because it is quite clear that the squad just despises Israel. And I think we all know why. I think we see what what do AOC and Rashida Tlaib and and other members of the squad, Ayanna Presley, when they look at Israel, what do they see? Right. Uh, Omar, what do they see? Hmm. Ilhan Omar, that is. Well, they were very upset about funding for the Iron Dome in Israel. And I, I will say this. There is a, a very reasonable question to ask here, which is why is the United States funding the military operations in any capacity of any? I mean, we're not writing checks to the U.K. We love the U.K., right? We love Israel. Why are we writing checks for the Israeli army? I actually think that's a very fair question to ask or Israeli military in some capacity. They can fund it themselves. They got the money. They're good. It's not like without our funding. Oh, no. But put that aside for a second. To me, the anti-Semitism at work here from the squad when it comes to their they they despise a purely defensive system that stops innocent civilians, Israeli and Arab, from being uh, blown up. I'm sorry, I want to say Israeli Jewish and Arab Muslim uh, inside of Israel proper from being blown up. That's what the Iron Dome system does. And the squad, because they are radical pro-Palestinian leftists, hates this idea. And here's Rashida Tlaib, who is, of course, of Palestinian descent. I will not support an effort to enable and support war crimes, human rights abuses and violence. We cannot be talking only about Israelis' need for safety at a time when Palestinians are living under a violent apartheid system and are dying from what Human Rights Watch has said are war crimes. We should also be talking about Palestinian need for security from Israeli attacks. The bill claims to be, quote, a replenishment for weapons apartheid Israel used in a crisis it manufactured when it attacked worshippers at one of the most holiest Islamic locations, the Al-Aqsa Mosque, committing, again, numerous war crimes. The Israeli government is an apartheid regime. That's why I ask Rashida Tlaib. Do the, do the Hamas terrorists commit any war crimes or no? She doesn't even talk about that. Doesn't even speak about it. Does Hamas community war? Hmm, that's so strange. She pretty much entirely only focuses on one side of this, almost like she's incredibly dishonest, wildly dishonest even. And yet here we are hearing from her and the squad as though some terrible situation has unfolded here because fewer Israelis will be subjected to the rockets and and uh, mortars of terrorist Hamas cells. I think we can all see what's going on here. Big tech monitors us, censors us, deplatforms us, and conservatives have been helpless to do anything about it until now. <clears throat> on Getter, you can talk with friends and family and express your political beliefs without fear of Silicon Valley liberals coming after you. Join Getter, the social media platform that supports free speech and opposes cancel culture. Getter is led by former Trump advisor Jason Miller, who saw what big tech did to President Trump and decided to fight back. 
Getter is the fastest growing social media platform in history with over 1.6 million users and growing, including Mike Pompeo, Steve Bannon, and me, Buck Sexton. Join Getter. It's in the App Store, the Google Play Store, and at Getter.com. Longer posts, longer videos, sharper and clearer pictures. And unlike the Silicon Valley oligarchs, Getter will never sell your data. Send a message today. Join Getter. It's time to cancel, cancel culture. Go check out Getter. G-E-T-T-R, by the way. That's where you go for Getter. Uh, This is going to be interesting. I mean, everything we talk about here on the show is interesting, of course. But this is going to be interesting. Uh, NPR has this piece. Hospitals and nursing homes in New York are bracing for the possibility that a statewide COVID-19 vaccine mandate for healthcare workers could lead to staff shortages when it takes effect Monday. Doctors and nurses and also support staff like food service workers and cleaners have been given until September 27th to get at least their first vaccine shot and one of the nation's most aggressive plans to protect patients. With just days left to go before the deadline, many still hadn't. That left the prospect of potentially thousands of healthcare workers being forced off the job next week. This is just in the state of New York, folks. But obviously a very large, very populous state affects New York City. Thousands of healthcare workers kicked out of their jobs. Now, wait a second. There's so much here, isn't there? There's so many things. It's almost like the media doesn't want you to think about this or talk about it. First of all... I thought I had it from so many really smart journals that the only people who don't want to get vaccinated at this stage are evil, reckless, illiterate Trump supporters with their MAGA hats on. I was told that so many times by the very smart journals at CNN, by the very smart journals over at uh, The New York Times and MSNBC. And all the minorities in New York City, for example, are not getting vaccinated. We either don't talk about them or if it's the liberal newspaper or a website TV channel that's involved, they will say something about, oh, well, it's OK for minorities to not trust the government on this. Oh, oh OK. That's interesting. Right. That's an interesting uh, double standard they've set up there. But you never hear about how all these uh, doctors and nurses Hospital staff, administrative staff don't want to get the shot and they can't deal with a very big problem. That's uh, a very big flaw in the logic here, which is they're going to tell you, oh, but they have to get the shot or else people will be at really high risk from being around them. How many nurses that have been on the job for the last 18 months do you think in a major hospital system have avoided getting in contact with COVID to the point where they would not have had some form of infection and have now antibodies and natural immunity against the virus. And what are the chances that you could have been a nurse dealing with COVID patients, a, a doctor dealing with COVID patients and not have been exposed to this virus that, as we know, is incredibly transmissible? Right. So what they're really doing here is refusing to adjust the policy based upon the reality of science and hoping that everyone will just get scared and bend the knee to this. But it is an anti-scientific approach for the state of New York to uh, have a mandate in place that will fire healthcare workers for not getting the shot when those healthcare workers are overwhelmingly protected with natural immunity. Overwhelmingly. And they should check and see if they're unwilling to do that. And they are 
It is just because they they insist on a one size fits all policy. They insist on pretending that what they're doing is rooted entirely in science and not in what they believe is political necessity and power, which is, I think, very uh, discouraging, should be discouraging for the whole country, what we see going on here. Um, what, what's going to happen with these hospitals and nursing homes in New York? I, I'm not sure. I would, I would assume they're going to have to delay this ruling. Otherwise, they're going to have thousands of people that they need to be doing these jobs who aren't doing these jobs. But you see, if they bent the knee on this issue of natural immunity, then they'd be in a position where they'd have to bend the knee on a whole lot of other issues, too. Right. To a whole lot of other people, at least. Other folks would say, wait, why do I have to get the shot if I already had covid? Oh, it's only for uh, that science only applies to it's not the science, friends. It's the politics. You see it. I see it. That's how you could have the CDC overruling the panel of experts about boosters. Oh, gee, what a surprise. Overruling the panel of experts exactly as I said they would. Um, I mentioned this at the top of the show. I wanted to get to it because with the 30 percent increase in murders in 2020, which, as we all know, was the result of the Black Lives Matter movement's insanity and lies and the demeaning as well as defunding of police that occurred as a result of it, who in just let's take one city. And uh, I think this is particularly interesting when you look at this data. Detroit residents, most recent polling here. I think this is an Ipsos poll. If you ask Detroit residents whether increased police presence makes them feel safer, Detroit, as we know, has a very high crime rate. Forty two percent say yes. 10% say no. Now, this is the really fascinating part of it. Whites are almost twice as likely as blacks to say it makes them feel less safe. And new residents, three times as likely as longtime residents. So people who move to Detroit, who are white, basically, are the ones who are predominantly saying, I get more scared when I see more cops. And it's not because they actually have had some experience with law enforcement that makes them frightened. It's because they are posing as these wannabe BLM revolutionaries on their social media. It's because defund police is predominantly a lifestyle liberalism virtue signaling preoccupation of upper middle class white people in America. That's who is pushing defund police. It's people who live in safe neighborhoods who want to pretend they care so much about the plight of minorities in much less safe neighborhoods. And they want to both feel virtuous and be treated by their peers and their friends and neighbors as though they are virtuous because of this stance against law enforcement. Who wants to defund police? It's people like Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York, who has a an armed personal protection detail with him at all times. People like Nancy Pelosi, who lives in a palatial mansion that would make the Medici family blush. Renaissance Italy. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that you see. And it's not surprising if you thought this through. Of course, it's lifestyle libs who want police to be defunded. Of course, it's people who don't actually deal with the consequences of these kinds of decisions. And that's exactly 
what we see playing out in the uh, in the polling here. And they're they're hoping that they can continue to get away with this, that, that this nonsense will just be. I guess, ignored by most folks, most most people, you know, they're not going to pay attention to the fact. Oh, by the way, Kamala Harris going to be on The View today, which is I, I, I is it the dumbest show on television? I think there's a strong case to be made that it's the dumbest. I, I think it's dumber than those shows where they uh, where they even have like the people show up and the judge is like, you know, you get this and you get, you know, cut the cut your garden hose in half and give him the half and yay you know like those kind of shows i know some of you probably like the judge judy show i'm sorry i'm, I'm sorry i'm talking smack about the, the judge shows but first of all it's not even a real court situation it's binding arbitration it's a whole bunch of things that drive me a little nuts about it but anyway okay if you like those shows fine i like some dumb shows too but the view is a really dumb show the view is a really dumb show and uh, Kamala Harris has time for it. I just think it's interesting. She uh, apparently doesn't have much time to go deal with a border issue. No, no, she has time to be a celebrity. And we have really entered the era of it used to be that politicians became celebrities. Now we see that celebrities become politicians. And that's the basis for the votes that they get, for the power that they have, is just cultivating a cult of celebrity around them. And yeah, of course, Donald Trump was a huge celebrity and, and before Ronald Reagan was an actor and a celebrity. But now you have people that the machine is turning into a celebrity and then telling everyone to vote for this person. Right. That the machine of the Democrat Party is saying, here you go. This is the person you should vote for because they're well known. You say, wait, why is this person well known? Because CNN has decided it shall be so. Because the L.A. Times or the New York Times has on the editorial pages, taking a big stand in support of this individual. Kamala Harris, no one likes her, really, uh, from an electoral standpoint. I mean, she's not popular. She's not a politician that the American people have said, you know what, I think we should really give her more, more authority and more power. But those who believe that Joe Biden is just going to fade out and step aside, I think they're overestimating the integrity that both Joe Biden and the Democrat Party has. I honestly think that they would they would take Joe Biden. And, and I, I mean this. I believe this to be true. It's going to sound harsh. I think the Democrats would wheel Joe Biden out in a wheelchair uh, in five years and have him you know, drooling out of one side of his mouth and able to basically just mumble some things that write on the prompter for him. And they would say, what a great commander in chief he is. Isn't he fantastic? Yeah, that's how dishonest these people are. So don't don't expect them to become fair minded about any of this. Don't expect that all of a sudden they'll be willing to uh, tell you the truth about things. That's not going to happen. Please uh, check out my locals channel, BuckSaxon.Locals.com, and also share this podcast. Continue to subscribe and listen here. As you know, I got two podcasts. We got the Clay Buck Show. We got this show. So uh, this one comes out early, and you can listen to a quick rundown of everything from the day. Have a fantastic weekend, everybody. Thanks for being here. Talk to you on Monday. Shields high.